Can you hear the music? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. That's beautiful. Gets me fucking. I drink a lot of water. This this gets me fucking. Good song. Uh, We had a big. Had a big. Oh, I can't, I can't. I, I'm not a grunter. <laughs> I'm not a grunter. I'm like, I'm like a woo guy. Woo! Woo! There we go. Yeah, let's go with the woos. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, big shout out to uh, Sanjin Boychuk for that amazing intro, outro music. Uh, you can find him mostly on uh, on 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 YouTube, Senjin Boychuk. Uh, but he is on here. He's cruising around on TikTok and Instagram and stuff too. So go check him out. Um, today, today's episode, I'm really excited for because we've been we've been waiting a while to get this one done. You know, he's super busy and what job we got, Eric, and, and avoid it as well. I I think we've planned this now six times a month for the last four months and something always falls <laughs> apart at the last minute usually it's me oh, ignoring man. you <laughs> wow <laughs> well it's not really like ignoring you it's just like i'm working and like i just don't have time to respond no i get that man i get that you know especially if you're working right you you, you see the message and you're just like i i don't have time to answer that back yet yeah I exactly it's, something's come up so quickly i don't have time to respond to everything so I'm glad we finally had a chance. Yeah, we're here. And hey, we're not out of the woods yet. Dispatch could literally ruin this. Nope. No, nope. I got my son tonight. So he's sleeping upstairs right now. And uh, Dispatch knows not to call me. We're good. Your your uh, son could frost block us. Yeah, no, he sleeps like a rock. He'll be fine. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Hell yeah. What's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. I'm just kind of finishing up days off right now and about to head back to work. I got to work through the holidays this year, so. That sucks. That's about it, man. Ah, It's not bad. I mean, it sucks having to work through the holidays, absolutely. But at the same time, I alternate years with it. So one year I will work through the holidays and the next year I won't. And the year that I don't work through the holidays is the year that my son's with me over the holidays as well. So perfect. plan it out that way and it works out well. That's perfect, man. I love that, dude. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've worked through Christmas a couple of times. Not None when I've had kids. Uh, I don't think when I've had kids, no. But um, I've, I've always made sure that, hey, I have Christmas off to be with them. Because I remember what it was like, you know, the, when I did work for Christmas. And then my wife was with my family, uh, my sisters, my dad, and everyone. We were all together. Um, and I remember what it was like, you know, uh, waking up Christmas Day, going to work thousands of kilometers from home yeah. and while, while everyone else is together and enjoying enjoying time, right? Yeah. Being together. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty lucky in that sense. Like growing up, I, my parents were always there over Christmas and we had like the big all out Christmas feast kind of thing. And uh, now I'm kind of learning that the other end, you know, sometimes you got to be away I've been fortunate that the years that I have had to work, they've been pretty awesome. Like one year I had Christmas dinner at a rig. I went to go haul a load of pipe on Christmas Eve and they had a full on feast going on. And yeah, it was one of the, it sucked, but at the same time, I mean, dinner was awesome and it was great. Hell yeah. I love that, man. I love that. So, 
man, I, I, I've, I've been, I've been having you like, you know, uh, since I started this podcast, I've, you've always been like right there at the top in my mind for someone I wanted to have on. Right. Like yeah. you're a guy that even before I started making content, I was watching your content. I, uh, oh, I appreciate that, man. And I, yeah, man. I, you followed me back. I got all giddy. Um, you know, you had that shirt, oil field lives matter. I still I have it where you bought it. Yeah, I asked you where you got it from, and you told me on Amazon, I think, right? No, I made that one. Oh, you made that one. I got yeah, my own so now, like, too. We, we make them now. Originally, back when I started selling T-shirts and hoodies, I used to print them at home. And I had a cricket, and I would come home from work after my two weeks at, at the dam there, and I'd come home, and I'd print T-shirts all night. And uh, that was one of the ones that I had at the time. Well, I'm sorry. I stole your idea. Now we print it. That's okay. I'll collect royalties. I'll pay you later. My brother's yeah, a lawyer, man. so we'll just we'll deal with that one later. Oh, damn, dude. Damn. Yeah, I, I remember I remember seeing you, man, like all over the damn place. Like you were you were all over my FYP. And you, I'm like, this guy, where is this guy? And then, you know, Grand Prairie. Turns out you were only up the road from me. I was in Fox Creek, right? Yeah. And so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw you and your swamper there that, you know, I can't remember his name, but yeah, Clayton. He, was, he was Clayton. Okay, Clayton, you guys were all over the damn place, man. And I hadn't even started making shit yet. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I remember, I remember just seeing you everywhere and like how like ADHD you were. It was, it was <laughs> awesome. I, I, I am very, very much in that sense. Yeah. And honestly, we have to like, we have to thank Clayton. I don't think I've ever actually have, but Clayton was part of the reason that I started making videos in the first place. At first, like when I first started, TikTok was still very new. And I remember him coming into the lunchroom all the time. He's like, you gotta download TikTok. And you gotta watch this video. You gotta do this. And I'm like, I'm not downloading TikTok, Clayton. Like yeah. it's not happening. And then like more and more people would come in. They'd be like, you gotta watch this video on TikTok. So I finally like reluctantly downloaded TikTok and it just kind of snowballed <laughs> very, very quickly. Uh fucking yeah dude i i remember oh i remember uh i'm just messing with the mic here i remember uh yeah i remember okay you know that song i can't remember who sings it maybe it's three three not three days grace when it's like we are we are all innocent we are oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah okay yeah i i remember all the feelings and the day they stopped you know i remember i remember all the videos and then the, the, the day they, they they stopped i remember not seeing you around much anymore oh come on it wasn't like that it hurt it hurt bro it hurt oh I was like, it wasn't like where, that where's my boy that low bit guy man like where where is he like you know i was just getting i was just starting to like take off and you'd follow me back and as soon as you'd follow me back it's like you were done you disappeared your time on the app was done. i felt like you followed me back it was kind of like <laughs> i'm gonna follow this guy back and then i'm done <laughs> dude i that app was like at the time it was everything i needed and everything i didn't need at the same time it, like it filled I so many you. needs that like it just worked and unfortunately life kind of also has a funny play in it because 
I left the dam and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on the road and I'm going to make like a whole bunch of cool videos and stuff like that. And I think after I left the dam, I made like five videos and then I went on like a year and a half hiatus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And then I started seeing you pop back up over on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I watched you grow over there for a while. I enjoyed like... This is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but I enjoy the simplicity of a picture. Yeah, you're you're no longer a video guy. You're you're more of pictures. You you take uh, a lot of pictures now. I enjoy taking pictures. Like even from before I started trucking, I've always enjoyed photography, and like I mean, I've take that's one of my photos I've taken, and even that one that's a that was a piece of graffiti that was on Vancouver City Hall. And That's I drove cool. by in a cab and I snapped that picture out. So you got any I've, other ones in, in your, your secrets, your secret uh, file on your phone there that you can show me? Like where, what other pictures do you take? I just a lot of like, whatever catches my eye. None of the ones that you like take in front of a mirror or anything. No. <sighs> That's heartbreaking. Once again, heartbreak. Heartbreak every, <laughs> at every turn, man. <laughs> but you never know now that we're getting close like this, you know, who knows where the world yeah. takes us? Yeah. Right now I'm in Dawson Creek. Right? Well, technically Poos Coop. So I'm, I'm, I'm two hours away from you. And usually you're, I am Technically you're closer to me now than you are when you were in Fox Creek. There you go, man. We can make this work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to drive. You got to drive this way anyway when you go home, right? <laughs> so so what have you been doing since you since you left the since you left the dam and you've stopped making all these videos and, and like what um what what have you been up to like what's what's new on on you on your side of things? Oh. I, I know you i i follow you on instagram so i kind of i kind of know where you've been a little yeah. bit uh honestly i've just been trucking and i went back trucking and i ended up going to work for a company and wasn't all that i expected i ended up doing a whole lot of trucking across canada which was not what i signed up for <laughs> And uh, so I went, ended up going back to, you know, the company that really taught me how to low bed. And I honestly don't have any plan on leaving. I do a lot of cool things with them. I've got to travel to the Yukon. Um, got You're to drive into Old bit. Crow, which I think was like a lot of people are going to hear and they're going to be like, oh, you know, you went to Old Crow, not knowing where Old Crow is. And it's just the raddest thing ever. And tr there's nothing like trucking through the Yukon to begin with. Like nothing beats it. It's remote. It's like just, just drive and wilderness for as far as the eye can see. There's no place like the Yukon. But then you get to go to Old Crow in a convoy with like, the first year was just a bunch of strangers really, because I didn't know anyone. And I was like this lonely Albertan and uh, then the second year was, went back again and it was like literally like you go into the bush with a group of your friends in a convoy and you just truck through the tundra on an ice road and that's i'll never forget the experience and i wish i could do it every year unfortunately we can't because they shut the road down for i think it's like every eight years or something they do it really? but uh it was pretty rad they shut the road down every eight years for like how long there technically there is no road so you drive to eagle plains up the dempster highway and once you get to eagle plains you basically bang a left and 
just drive into the bush and they build a winter road with a cat train and everything like that. And it's directly to Old Crow. And the only people allowed on this road are the people who are trucking in commodities to the community. So they, they were building a hospital or a health center or something like that. So that's why we ended up going in two years in a row because they had to get every all the equipment we hauled in on year one, we had to get it out. So that's why they did it two years in a row. But I think the last time they did it was probably eight years prior to that. Huh. That's interesting, yeah. man. No, I, I see your pictures all, all the time, man. And like beautiful scenery you post, you know, you, you, the truck with the bushes in the background, the sun, the way the sun hits. I don't know. Maybe you got a filter on it, but you know, that, that it, it, it looks nice anyway. And yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. there's not a whole lot of filtering on it. I mean, I adjust like, you know, the brightness and contrast a little bit, but there's no like crazy, like, I don't know what you like swipe over on Instagram and there's like all those names of cities filters and there's none of those in it or anything. Everything's very much as raw as I can keep it. Just tighten it up a bit. Right. Yeah. So there's no, there's, so there's no cell service once you get past a certain spot up there or what? There's no cell service once you leave Fort Nelson. Oh shit. So like you leave Fort Nelson, which is Northern BC yeah. and it's, five and a half, six hours to Watson Lake. And there's nothing there's. So if you break down or anything like that, like there's, you, you really can't call for help. You got an inReach. That's, you that's about it. If you, if you got an inReach or, you know, now you got Starlink. Now you see a lot of guys trucking with Starlink, but uh, yeah, if, if you aren't prepared and you don't know what you're doing in the bush and you aren't confident with it and something goes wrong, like, it could be a long time because it's not even like, it's not like it's remote, but there's people. There's not a lot of people in some days. Like you could go there and you'll see six trucks between Fort Nelson and Watson Lake. And then once you get to Watson Lake, you have service. And then it's another three hours to the next community that has service. And then yeah. there's, it's very spotty all the way to Whitehorse from there. And once you get to Whitehorse, there's nothing. Um, except once you get to all these little communities, they all have a little bit of cell service, but there's nothing in between. Shit, most, man. most cases, you, yeah. It's white, cool. White, white, Whitehorse is on my bucket list. I've been to Yellowknife now. Whitehorse is on the bucket list. Oh, Whitehorse. Okay, so I went to Yellowknife this summer during the fires as my first time I ever went there before the fires got out of rage and stuff like that, when we were still allowed to kind of explore around town and stuff. And we had a pretty fun night, me and my other driver I went with, but white horse is on another level. It's a yeah, like, fun place. It is a what, fun like, place. And the people, I think I'm not so even sure it's the town. That's so awesome. It's the people, the most hospitable people ever like don't know you will give you the shirt off their back. And that's how I met Ross, which is who I work for a lot when I go up there that, and that's how I met him. I met him through Instagram and it was literally like, you're in Whitehorse. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to go for dinner. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And I literally parked in a Walmart parking lot, which is looking back on it, the hardest place to get into in all of Whitehorse. And uh, then I, yeah, he picked me up and I, we went for dinner and I just kept on going back ever since. He's kept me busy. It's been great. 
That's awesome. So, man. so yeah, you, super you thankful for him. You haul things for him from like down south and up north and back and shit. Yeah. So usually the way it works is I'll haul something from either Edmonton or here, usually shack or something out of Richie's and then I'll take it up there and then I'll usually spend a few weeks up there and then we'll get something to get me back. Usually that has to come back down south and that'll be my end of my two weeks up there. Usually is what I go nice. for. Nice, man. So yeah. well, what's the hairiest situation you found yourself in? Um, you know, on the Dempster or like up, up where there's no service. I've been, I've personally, I've been very lucky. Not I haven't had any breakdowns where I've been completely alone. That being said, my first year of old crow was just peaks and valleys. You went from the highest of highs to the absolute lowest of lows. So like we were the first convoy in of the year and we left Eagle Plains. Everything was supposed to be good. We drove all the way through, got to the last river crossing before Old Crow. And I mean, like drove, it was like two days for us to get to this point. And you could see the lights of Old Crow at the other end. And they're like, the ice isn't thick enough. <laughs> and we're like, sweet what do we do? Cause we're loaded and it's not a normal highway. It's just pushed out through tundra. So it's not like you just whip a U-turn and head back. We ended up sitting there for a week. Jesus. And then once we finally got to go, the first truck that goes out ended up going across empty and fell through and I had to crawl out to go get them. So I crawled out with a snow cat and, uh, there was a dozer out there as well. And we dragged him out of the river that was surrounding his C500. And then, so that was like the first trip in. Make, fast forward, you return all the way back to Eagle Plains, reload, get halfway back in. And I dropped a couple bolts, I guess, somewhere along the way. And I dropped the tranny out the back of my truck. Middle of absolutely nowhere. I uh, had a mechanic with us that was driving as well. So like shout out Nathan from Bullseye and uh, Whitehorse, because if not, I'd probably still be sitting out somewhere there, but oh. he ended up managing to Jimmy rig it back up with chains and boomers and a block of wood. And we ended up getting it good enough that we were able to load it back onto a truck and they hauled me out and then all the way back to Whitehorse. And uh, oh, I sat in my truck. It's a long way from Eagle Plains. Like, it's a long ways. And uh, I don't want to sit with a stranger in a truck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So what's the next best thing? You sit in your truck, right? I did uh, all the way to Whitehorse in my truck on the trailer, just living my best life. Feet up on the dash and just watching the world go by me. <laughs> 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 shit that's funny man yeah but i've been fortunate that you know personally i've uh, ha haven't had any major accidents or breakdowns or anything like that that have stopped a trip fuck so, man so knock like, on, when, you knock on sitting, when you were sitting there for a week waiting for the ice to thicken up were you still getting paid uh i mean in a sense yes it, 
they they paid in one way or another, but it wasn't like a traditional like you sit there and you get paid your hourly wage. Yeah. It was all just like it was like a flat rate kind of thing, and then they negotiated terms as you know the days progressed. Right? They're like you know these guys are sitting here just burning fuel in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, how did that work out, man? For fuel, like you, you sat there for a week. How did you get fuel? How did you get it, food? Okay, so we went into this knowing full on like you're going you're going bush trucking. All of us packed as what as best as we could like we had i had a cooler strapped to my deck that originally had a week's worth of food in it that was supposed to last me you know just quick meals to get through then i had like porridges and stuff like that dry stuff inside the truck and a lot of the other guys had stuff as well a lot of the other guys are also from the yukon so they know what it's like trucking out there so they have like you know their little kitchens in their truck and the wife sends them home cooked meals and things like that. So I did a lot of begging. Became friends with a lot of guys really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, what do you what would you do for a beer right now? I'm like, would you trade half that pot roast? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I love that, man. That's fucking awesome. But I mean, so yeah, we went into it, we're all prepared. It was just more or less like you can't shower. You can't wake up in the morning and, you know, go to the bathroom in the morning and like a warm place that was the the roughest part the rest of it was the easy part because we're like eight guys that are just used to being in the bush so you make friends pop light a bonfire you watch the ravens go by i guess i mean that's all you can really do so that's all we did we just made the best of the situation we had Fuel, we knew that fuel would be touch and go kind of thing. What we didn't know what we needed, so we overpacked everything. We had tidy tanks on the back of a couple trucks to get us there. And then once we got there, I mean, it's Old Crow, so Old Crow flies in fuel for their community as well. It's a diesel run community. So while we yeah. were there, they were fortunate enough, or we were fortunate enough that Old Crow, that as a community, gave us fuel and topped us up before we ship back out on the road that's awesome man i like that yeah um, are, are you one of those guys that has starlink or what i am not a guy that has starlink i'm the guy I that will friends. trade anything i have for starlink I will, i'll be like I, hey I man you want my last snickers guy. bar i'll give you snickers bar for internet like <laughs> but at the time, i would do that at, the, at that time there was no starlink so it was just in reaches so uh, that was the hard part is like being able to text anyone like couldn't text anyone if you didn't have anything previously downloaded into netflix like you didn't have entertainment oof that sucks right like it, it, it's the little things you don't think of and after a week in the bush you're like man i wish i had that we were bet, very happy to get you, back uh, to old crow and eat a cheeseburger I bet you t played tug of war with the devil a little bit, huh? Uh, maybe a few times. Yeah, you did. Me and the devil aren't that good friends, though. Yeah, you went to the white turned red, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> we won't speak of things that happen on the road. It's like Vegas and that thing. And what happens in Fox Vegas stays in Fox Vegas. I, get I, I prefer to look at it as what happens in the Chateau Kenworth stays in the Chateau Kenworth. Makes it sound <laughs> bougie that way. There you go, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah.
Oh shit. So you were saying when we were talking earlier about how like, you know, you went down a certain side of TikTok, you know, after a while when you couldn't think of any videos to make. Oh yeah. You're going to expose me right now. Ah, dude. Cause I do the same thing. <laughs> oh, so I started a trend really is what you're saying. You started a trend. All right. I, I could live you're with a that. Trendsetter. You're a trendsetter. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, uh, there was a point where I just couldn't come up with ideas anymore. I literally went through everything I had and I stumbled across like single mom TikTok, where it was like moms Ooh. fighting with their toddlers and like complaining about, you know, the little things that they have to deal with. And surprisingly enough, single mom TikTok has a whole lot to do with the trucking industry. It's amazing how easily you could change just a few words in it. And like people who drive Peterbilt start crying. <laughs> <laughs> hey Lois, are you sure this is an address? Yes, Peter, why? Really? Cause, cause I think this is for women and it's a Peterbilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. I, yeah, uh, I found, a, I lot of, I found a lot of things that way. So. Shout out to all those single moms that used to make TikToks because <laughs> you guys made yeah, me. Yeah, you all, you found, you found some, you were there, for, you were there for love too, weren't you? For what? Love. You went down single mom TikTok looking for love too. No, I just, I, I think it was just the fact that I searched so many things for work and single moms work really, really hard, apparently, according to TikTok. <laughs> And when you search work in a hashtag, that's all that comes up. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. I um, yeah. I find myself quite often down nub talk, and nub talk is like people missing fingers and toes and arms and legs and stuff. They got nub. <laughs> that's so and morbid, I, dude. They 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 make the best. They make the funniest TikToks, dude. And like some of them, like. Um, there's that one girl, Abby, in the chair. I want to get her on the podcast. Actually, she dove headfirst into um into a hot tub when she was drunk, just before college started, trying to impress a boy, and headfirst into a hot tub, and she became a quadriplegic. Why and, am I laughing, uh, dude? Because she makes fun of it. She has a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and but so like, she, she, yeah, she dove headfirst in there, man. Now she's in a wheelchair. And she's like, this is how the war of the robots starts. And she's like in the grocery store in her fucking motorized wheelchair. And there's a robot in the grocery store that keeps getting in her way. And she's like, this is how the robot war starts. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then she talks about how like the hardest part of get, um, eating a vegetable is getting the past the, the wheelchair. And she's like in the wheelchair and she's like, you know, trying to get out of it she's like i'm trying to do all the hard work for you you know and like just yeah she's funny she's funny she you can't I'll have to check her out videos i've tried to stitch or duet her videos it's abby yeah. in the chair she's, she's the hilarious chair. man yeah yeah she she might be able you might be able to stitch her duet them now i know it was like fairly new for her when i started checking her out and like she was just kind of getting comfortable with making fun of herself it it kind of like i mean it kind of makes sense you gotta understand why too like oh, it's yeah, one 100%. thing to like make fun of yourself because of something that you do or the way you look or something like that but it's completely a different <laughs> thing and, like the world is such a cruel place these days yeah the like, internet man the internet ruins a lot of things the internet ruined everything yeah but there's also well, a lot of cool things that it's happened to so i mean 
yeah. Could you be looking at single moms on TikTok and <laughs> if it wasn't for the internet? See, now I'm regretting telling you telling you my story on, on why I why I was looking at single moms. I told you it was for making videos and you're gonna yeah. expose me yeah. again. Hey man. Hey, I'm but... You're lonely in camp, man. You're lonely in camp. Dude, I hear that. What do you think I'm I'm living vicariously through you right now? I I guess I'm lonely in my house, so I mean. <laughs> Speaking of which, you have a girlfriend now, which is what you did not have one when I first started watching. You were single as a Pringle. Crazy how the world works, eh? Four years later, someone finally decided they could put up with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> did that? Does she know about your your past ways on TikTok? Did she know about that when she came into your life? She did. She actually followed me originally on TikTok. And and then on Instagram and, and and we just liked each other's pictures without saying anything for a very long time. <laughs> Is she also a big creator? Ah, she's not a big creator, but I mean she does do a little bit of posting here and there and stuff like that. Oh, but maybe I know her. Is she from Alberta too? Obviously. Oh, you, yeah. I mean, of course she's from Alberta, but yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. My that, that was a dumb question. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I know her, man. Does she follow me? Uh no, she doesn't actually. Wow. You have see but I you know what? I can guarantee you. you after today, she probably will. I made my wife follow you. Oh, did you? I did. I sent her something like if you don't follow this guy, it's over. Maybe I'll finally break the nineteen thousand follower threshold. I don't know why. But I've been stuck at eighteen thousand or seventeen thousand nine hundred for like four months. On Instagram? Yeah, I'll go up as far as seventeen thousand nine hundred and forty, and then it'll plummet a hundred followers, and then I'll get back yeah. to that same number again, and it'll plummet again. And I don't know why anymore. And I just I'm 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 tired of Instagram gets rid of fake accounts or inactive accounts that, uh, that, that don't really use anymore. They, they get rid of them all like in real time. It's not people unfollowing you. It's no, I, yeah. I know when I look in the right analytics of it, I can see that yeah. it's just, it's like, I, I've just hit a, a hump that I can't get over. It's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. There was a time there. I posted a political video and I was growing like, TikTok or Instagram was pushing my shit and I was growing real fast and I posted a political video just joking around and I went and I lost like fucking probably in a week I probably lost like a thousand followers or something like that all of it because people don't come to me for politics right they come to me to, to laugh and have a good time yeah get about the politics right and I was I just posted a, a, a funny political video and you know, it, it didn't sit well. So now I don't I don't post politics. I, I've re come to realize that that's that's not where I belong. I I've learned that a long time ago is to stay yeah. away from politics on the internet because like it is rough. Once you bring yeah. politics into it, people just want to start talking, and usually it doesn't end up very good. Luckily, yeah, no. luckily, once you get to kind of like the followers that we have we could like mute things and say things back and it doesn't affect us. We're like, yes, we, we've earned this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, man, how much do you have on TikTok now? Uh, TikTok? I don't know. It keeps on, on rising and I don't actually post anything. Like I'll post the same <laughs> videos I post on Instagram. 
I'll post them to TikTok, but like, I don't know. I think there's like 37,000, 38,000, maybe 34,000. I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. On TikTok? I thought you had like over 100K. No, I've never had Shit. that much. I, I, always I, thought, hop, I, I thought hovered around that 30,000 and then I, I just wanted to see yeah. the K beside my name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Once you get the cool. K, I mean, what else do you need? I thought it was over 100K. I was like, man. Uh, but I, I was also, I had like four, 4,000, I think, 5,000, I think, maybe when, when you left. Yeah. The pandemic also kind of killed me wanting to make TikToks. Because yeah. I, when I got laid off and I left the dam, like, what am I going to make about trucking sitting in my house? It's <laughs> fair. That's and, and I just became extremely unmotivated with it. And now it's about the same time that I decided to switch to taking photos. Yeah, I, I love your photos, man. And, and Thanks, you know, man. the way you put your gloves sometimes, like, I know what you're doing, right? You're showing off Watson, right? Just you, no, you, you, you no, advertise no. it so well. You're advertising the wrong company right now. We don't wear Watson gloves over here. We wear stout gloves. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 show your glove just like at the right angle, and you're like, I know what he's doing, right? And then you know, you wear what glasses are you wearing now? Uh, two Savage now. Two Savage now. Yeah, that's right. What's your code for Two Savage? That low big guy, ten, or that, that low big guy. guy, that low big guy, that low big guy. I, hey man, I'm all about the heat waves. So they're a nice glass, but I got a weird shaped head. It's narrow. Yeah. And something about the those two savage ones is they just fit so well around a narrow head. And and they look cool. They're different. Everyone's got heat waves. Everyone's got pit vipers. It's nice fuck to have something a little vipers. bit different that you fuck, won't lose on the lunch table. <laughs> yeah, so so um you also got uh something that I also have as well, right? You're 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 part of the Alberta Strong fam. I've been, yeah, I've been a part of Alberta Strong now for, I think I'm going on year four, five, yeah, maybe? Man. Maybe five? It hasn't even been a year. I think it's been six or seven months for me. Yeah, I, I, I was with Alberta Strong before it was taken over by Amanda. Amanda didn't start it? No, no. Dude. Top Story secret time. things, brother. Top what secret things. Hell, Dude, what the hell? I'm trying to get Amanda to come on the podcast. I haven't talked oh, to Amanda in a little awesome. while here. You gotta do like a can we do like a triangle one with her? Yeah. That'd be a cool one. A triangle one. You you wanna be a co-host? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I, is that what I'd be, or would I just be another lemming on the other end and you'd be the host and we'd be, you know, the lemmings on the other end? Sure, whatever. Whatever, right. man. We could do whatever. You could be a co-host. You could be a lemon. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. But yeah, so yeah, I've dude. been with them for a long time. And like the cool thing is, is like when I first got on with Alberta Strong is I was actually trucking through Lloyd. And that's where they're based out of, right? Yeah. I know that's and, where Amanda lives. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I remember I used to, they came and they brought me like a big box of stuff and then they took me over to their original warehouse and 
yeah and it kind of snowballed from there and they were really super cool with it because i told them kind of what i wanted to do and i was like i want to go through all these towns that i go to and like meet people that follow me so i remember yeah. i and it got out of hand so fast i'd have people banging on my truck door like it got out of hand so i'd be like pulling into into a town i'd take a picture of like a monument outside of a truck stop or something like that i'd be like first one that knows where this is and can like take and spots me will win a t-shirt or something like that or t-shirt or a sticker or just something right because i had a box of stuff to give away and uh it didn't matter what time I posted, two o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the evening, 6 a.m. Within an hour, someone's banging on the side of my truck door. It got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's fucking pretty. That's pretty awesome, actually. You know, yeah. uh, the power of the Internet, man, it's been it's been it's been a ride. It's been pretty crazy. <clears throat> totally. Uh, I um, I know Amanda, you know, um, when I first started talking to her, I, I saw her post the, the ambassadorship thing and I knew I wanted to be a part of it. I was looking to be a part of it before. I wanted to know how, but, you know, so I started following and I watched her page closely. Every time she posted, I was right there. And then one day I messaged her and she's like, hey, it's coming up. Just wait. I'm going to post about it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I yeah. got on it. And then, uh, you know, the Dropbox thing, man, I don't have enough storage on the Dropbox I can't, I can only post one or two things there. Right. And cause you got videos too, right? The videos yeah. take up so much storage in the Dropbox. Yeah. So I don't, I don't use, utilize the Dropbox thing anymore and I feel bad, but I still post a lot. So, you know, I, it, just cause I'm not dropping it in the Dropbox or anything like that, but Hey, what's your code? Mine's ABS 10. Mine's ABS 10 now too. They switched them all. So we all have the same code now. Okay. Okay. So yeah. it doesn't matter who uses it. You know, it's, yeah. yeah yeah there you go and i think i think we all do enough that we were we you know plug it enough that it all it works well that way yeah and that's yeah. the big thing with me is like i the the people that i work with i i enjoy working with that's a big thing is i have to enjoy working with them and it has to be something that i truly enjoy or believe yeah. in Right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go say, you know, put my name on something that's a complete piece of shit. Yeah. And so, like, the companies that I work with, I they mean a lot to me. But I also don't want to, like, push it to the point where my followers are like, this guy's doing nothing but advertisements. So yeah. I kind of try to do it as nonchalantly as possible. Like, it's not like, you know, just a big BAM logo. Like it's always I'm doing something or whatever the picture is posted has to do with the industry or what I'm doing that day or something like that. So it's like, it's visible. You can see it's being used and it's front and center. And then you also know, like, you know, it's quality stuff because it's always being used and he's wearing it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, I'm wearing this. I wear this a lot, but I also wear the dirty hands, clean money stuff a lot. Right. Yeah. Too, right. And, and when I got that one, I was really excited, you know, um, but, but Amanda's, you know, the dirty hands, me clean money thing means a lot, but I think the Alberta strong one to me, I would say it means more, but it means something different. It hits, it hits home. Right. Yeah. And because, you know, Alberta strong born from the ashes of the Fort Mac fire. Right. Yeah. So, 
and, so, and you know, they uh, support a lot of community stuff here they absolutely which yep. is awesome is like directly in our own backyard which is something oh, yeah look what look really what amanda and i can get behind yeah. Look what Amanda and I did this past spring, right? Or or was it spring? It was May two four weekend, I believe. Yeah. It was. And you know we we got together and we raised a bunch of money for the evacuees of the uh, e the the Fox Creek Eagle Complex fire, right? Yeah. So it was you know that that and I knew so when I saw that she was doing something, I knew I wanted to do something, and I'm like, hey, you have the bank account, so I didn't want money to touch my bank. So like you got the bank account, you got the the organization of it set up. I've got the eyes. Yeah. Let's do something. Let's let's collaborate. And so we did. And man, it was it was a lot of fun. Totally. That's all what it's yeah, all man. about, I think, at the end. Like, I mean, I don't do social media as a means to get rich. Yeah. I just do it because I enjoy it. I enjoy sharing what I do. I'm proud of what I do. And yeah. I think a lot of people need to like kind of open their eyes to the trades. Absolutely. And that's the whole reason why I do it is that's it. Yep. That's, that's why, you know, that's how it started out for me a little bit. You know, it was, it started out for me, you know, a mental health thing where I needed to do something other than work and need to laugh and have a good time. Um, but you know, from there, it's kind of it snowballed and evolved into hey, let's let's highlight the oil and gas industry. You know, it's 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 viewed as a as a dark spot, right? You know, people don't really know what's going on, and they never see us work. Well, hey, you know what? Let's let's change that. You know, let's let's show them, let's shine a light in, show them what we do, show them we can have a good time. We're not all, all robots. Yeah. You know, and and it's worked. It's worked quite a bit. A lot of people are like, Hey, where can I find a job? Hey, I, I want a job. Hey, can I do this? Let's go. Where, where can I find a job? You know, and a lot of the oil and gas companies are now on TikTok. They are. They're yeah. There's TikTok more and more that you see popping up and even creating like reels and stuff like that on Instagram and yes. stuff like that. Yes. Which is, I think it's pretty cool. Is it's, it's another aspect of what we do. Right. And yep. I think the more eyes that are able to see what we do, on a regular basis will change a whole lot of minds as well. Well, my boss asked me to create a Facebook and an Instagram page for the company a couple days ago. He's like, Hey, create, create a, can you create me an Instagram and a Facebook page for the company? You, and I'm like, absolutely. Did you tell him to create a couple more zeros on your paycheck before you do? Uh, I, should, <laughs> I should, I should, I should do that, man. But no, I didn't say that. You know, I've gotten them lots of work from my videos though, you know, and, yeah. So, you know, um, there's that. And, but yeah, they, they, they're tired. He said his exact words, I'm tired of looking up and seeing the competition all over social media. And we're not, he's like, you need to create me a Facebook and you need to create me an Instagram. Yeah. I'm like done. I got that. That's easy. It's a, it's amazing what social media is able to do. Like there's yeah. a lot of negative things to it that you uh, as well, but the positive side of it, I mean, as a business building tool and things like that, like it's amazing what you can do with it and the doors oh, yeah. that it can open. Oh, dude, how many doors is it open for you? So many, so many. And yeah. I'm thankful for every single one of them. And I wouldn't change it for a lot of them because a lot of times where, you know, spring breakup where, you know, a lot of companies don't have a whole lot of trucks moving. Like I've been kept busy. 
and I think a lot of it is, is a lot of it has to do with, you know, the power of social media, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't it wild that, you know, people see your videos online and they're like, oh, this guy needs to work more and not make less videos or take less pictures, right? And they just yeah. assume that, like, hey, this guy's lazy because he made a 10-second video, right? Yeah. And They don't and realize that 10-second video I posted took me, like, seven days to edit because I, the only yeah. time I had to do it while I, was, while I was sitting at a truck stop having dinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they don't realize that for me, right, that like that, that 20 second, 10 second video, I was in a pinch because I was working and I'm like, I had a couple minutes to sit down and take a breather. And that's what I chose to do with my breather was like, make this video, post it, get back to work. Yeah. And also, also what they don't realize is that like, everyone's watching consultants, uh, uh, safety hands, CEOs in fucking Calgary, they're watching. And yeah. they all know that I, I come on site and they're like, Dick Frost is here, right? And I was like, hell yeah. And so yeah. I'm watched harder, right? They watch me harder because they're like, well, he makes videos. Is he going to work, right? So they, they watch me harder. They watch me like a hawk. And when I, when I, what they come to realize is that like, yeah, man, I'm making videos, but I'm, I'm busting my ass in between, right? Like, yeah. whatever you need me to do. If, if, if now's not the time to make it, I'm not going to make it, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, and There's I a time and a place. Yeah, exactly, man. And I figured it out. I'm like, hey, I have 10 minutes. Uh, what can I do with that 10 minutes? Yeah. All right, I'm going to scarf down a sandwich and I'm going to make a video and I'm going to post it. Yeah, totally. I see that 100%. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is they're like, oh, you know, you just sit there and make videos all day. And that's not yeah. the case. It's like the clips that you take and things like that are they take like six seconds to film. Yeah. It's, there are some videos that take me the course of like a week to do too, right? I'll, okay, I need to be here for this one shot. Then I need to be somewhere else for another one. I need to be doing something else for another one, right? That, yeah. Those, I think uh, a video sometimes has taken me like, shit, man. It took me a couple weeks to get everything I needed together. You know, a couple, like two or three seconds here. Two yeah. or three seconds a couple days later five seconds another few days after that you know and, and then you post it and and that's the funny thing is like those those videos are the ones that'll have no engagement no nothing like you spent so many days and hours working on this video it's yeah. absolutely nothing and then you post a video of drinking a coffee and it just goes absolutely viral and you're like what did I just do like I filmed this video edited it in like 30 seconds this one took a week to make and they're like completely apples and potatoes yeah yeah it's mind-blowing isn't it yeah all depends on like what time is... you posted and what hashtag you use like oh, I, dude, I still don't weird. get it my, uh, I got a million, uh, it's on its way to two mil right now. I got a million view video to a week and a half ago and it's me inside of a tank. I'm like, I, you know, I wanted to be a comedian or POV. I want, I thought I was funny in high school. So now I clean rig tanks for a living. Right. Yeah. And I'm like pushing. Oh, I, I actually bearing. watched that one. Yeah, man. And, and, um, I posted it at a, an off time, a time I don't usually post at. Right. Yeah. And so I posted it off time. I threw it up there and it just fucking took off. Right. And it was just like, okay. All right. Yeah. Sometimes it just works. Like the most random thing works. 
And I yeah. always found, and I'm like a true believer, is like the less thinking you do into a post, the better. Because once you start overthinking it, it's over. Yep. Yep. The moment you have to question whether or not it's funny or not, or like it's appropriate, or or should I do this or that, it's yeah. done. Right? You just, yeah. just fucking be a mindless zombie and make, make it and throw it out. That's why you follow single mom talk, man. Ah, that's why you <laughs> they were the things they post life. are always like the popular things. So I mean you just rip off them. There you go. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Okay. Do you do you know what viscosity is? Like vis vis viscosity? Like like the, the viscousness of something, like yeah. If I hold a, a, a 1030 weight versus a 1040 weight, like, like in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's viscosity to you? What, what, what do you think of when you think of viscosity? I, I, I just explained it. I, I did, I did, the, <laughs> they did the finger thing and, and, and I yeah. compared it to oil. I'm like, you know, one's a little slippery than the other. <laughs> All right. So where I'm going with it is uh, yeah. the podcast is sponsored by the mud man. Okay. Which is yeah, quite mud, viscous stuff. Quite viscous shit. So, like yeah. the mud man, he he deals in thick loads. He right. So, yes, he does. Ironically, <laughs> ironically, I do as well. Oh shit! Well, I mean, like on the trailer, they're yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, they're boy, thick. thick. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You do, you deal in a very viscous load on the trailer. You really are in camp right now. You've been alone for so long. That's all you could think about. That's all I think about all day long, buddy. I think of, why do you think my name's Dick? The life of a swamper. It just must be so entertaining. I'd love to know what goes on in your guys' heads all day. Just like the little <laughs> chimpanzee with the, with the symbols. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, like I used to drive around with a swamper. I had Clayton in my truck and I swear like, he slept more than he actually did things some days. Hell yeah. That's the point of being a swamper, buddy. Yeah. You gotta, you know what? Why do I want to get my license, dude? Sure, I can make more money, but will I get as much sleep? Yeah, no, but truck naps. You get to drive the truck. Yeah, I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel very scared for the people on the road. Uh, if I was driving the truck, so like for have me, you ever naps. have you ever contemplated getting like jumping up to a class one? It it hit it's it's crossed my mind a few times, man. I I can't get the shift pattern. I look at it and I see the matrix. I'm I'm good, man. You know I I'm I'll stick to being a swamper, man. I, can you I, shift I, I make the car? enough money. I can't like, shift a car, but I I'm sure I could if I really really. really it's the same it. thing. All like if you look at that little picture. That picture that's on the top of the shifter, that's a terrifying picture. It is. But that's not how it is. It makes it look a lot more complicated than it is. It terrifies the shit out of me. And after a while, you don't even realize, like, it's just... It's eight holes, man. But when, do, when, do I, when do I shift to gear one? When do I go to gear two? When do I go to gear... When do I split the shit? When do I split the gears and go to, like, gear fucking seven or eight? After a while, you just hear it. It's all on sound. And, I mean, obviously, your RPM tack works as well, too. But, I mean, after a while, you could just... You just know. 
it's no different than shifting a car after a while. But I agree yeah. that the thought concept behind it, like getting your license and that initial shock of like looking down and being like, oh my God, what does this mean? I get so, it. So I get that that up and to the left is reverse. I know yep. that. I know every time that you got to pass, uh, that you got to shift gears, you got to pass back through neutral to get to the next gear. Like any manual vehicle. Sure. I've never driven a manual vehicle before. So I know all Fair that. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like, anyway, the mud man. <laughs> the mud man. You know, for all your laboratory testing equipment, uh, for all your laboratory testing equipment needs, you know, uh, call the mud man. www.mudmarket.com. If you got a thick load, the mud man's got your front and your back. That he does. <laughs> that he, that Thanks, Mudman. Thanks, Mudman. Appreciate it, dog. Oh shit! I wonder if you would, uh, if I could send in a sample just to see how viscous I am. I mean, after a week in camp, I mean, you're probably quite viscous. No, oh, three weeks. It'll be three weeks by the time I get home. That is just so long to be gone for. Two hitches ago, I was gone for eight weeks. That even that, like so long. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you do it. Like, I well, don't that one, that one was fairly easy. I was working on a pipeline about twenty minutes away from home in Fort Sask. Okay. So like, I I went home every night. So I went yeah. home every night. I changed the oil. I did what I had to do. You know, tune you up. You cheated. And uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You know what? Twelve <laughs> years of leaving home and and not being home i i i took one back fair enough every once in a while it's good to do that like it's not very often that a job comes up in your backyard for that no, it's not yeah it was it was fun it was worth it it was a good time both the wife and i couldn't walk uh, after a week <laughs> yeah, so we were her, both walking funny. chasing you around the house right she was no no i was like I'm get out of pegging. here go back to work i'm into pegging <laughs> and here i am Shit. thinking this was going to be a family show i've been pouring twisted teas into a thermos for the last hour <laughs> oh buddy you can drink the twisted teas you can say whatever you want man if, if the kids are listening that's that's not my issue it's not the kids man it's my mom <laughs> <laughs> oh shit well oh dude uh get your mom to listen to episode uh what is it 49 called accommodator she'll love it uh, mom sorry hi mom <laughs> do you have another device with you right now of course i do google google the accommodator the Just accommodator the accommodator and you need to look at google images when you do it and and dude this, this isn't like a, a blue waffle kind of thing is it no 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 blue waffles no waffles of any kind like can when you look at this thing like <laughs> oh, what the fuck can you explain what you see to us right now because honestly dude like how can you imagine how that thing works Give us details. Like, what do you see? 
I'm more terrified for my browsing history after and what <laughs> Google's going to recommend to me from the near from now on. That yep. is. Yep. Do you why? think your jaw would break? You think that would be what, what's with to your jaw? What's it's like a it's like a like you know the thing you have braces like the headgear when you have braces. Yes. But yes. instead of it fixing your teeth. It just destroys other holes. <laughs> yeah, man. And apparently it allows for your mouth to be free to do other things. Lesbians love it. I'm at a loss for words. I you know after all these years working in the industry, like you think I'd seen it all? Nope. Can you imagine nope. if that thing had batteries? The accommodator. The accommodator. I'm getting one. one. I'm getting one for Mrs. Frost for Christmas. Ho ho ho! <laughs> so shit! Ho ho ho! Turkey's not going to be the only thing stuffed over Christmas. <laughs> Santa Claus isn't the only one coming in town. Jesus! <laughs> oh shit! This could be this episode could be the Accommodator Part Two. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to have nightmares about that thing tonight. Yeah, man, you definitely don't need to uh, like hide the twisted tees and hey, man, I, I, let I'm your not. flag fly. Just, just the water bottle, man. Just the water bottle. Yep. Mm. Yeah. No, Mrs. Frost is getting one for Christmas along with one of those ones that I can control with a phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, buddy. What is She's that? Like a... doing dishes. She's gonna be doing dishes, man. Like. The naughty housewives of, of you're gonna come oh, home, you're not gonna have a plate left because every single one of them <laughs> is gonna be broken. That's hopefully the plan, right? Like, honey, I had to go buy new dishes, I broke them all. How'd you do that? <laughs> well, well, funny story, <laughs> you did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You technically you broke them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you control it in camp, dude, I'm getting one. Oh, I might get one for myself too. God, you're a lonely man. <laughs> oh, it's sad, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> Shit, I, at dude. least you could laugh about it, right? Like, I mean, if you can't laugh oh. about your loneliness, what's the point of being lonely? <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. You know, and I'm not technically, I'm not lonely. I got my favorite toy with me every day your, your phone. Uh, it is kind of thick and black, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you wait. You have a black water bottle too, dude. I got a black everything. Look at check out this mic. This mic is black. Speaking of which, the Mudman did provide me with this mic and headset. So, you know, do you carry like a big box of like audio gear with you when you go to camp? Uh, so. Like this I'm thinking, bed. like I am imagining you walking into camp right now with like just pelican cases. This bag. Okay. Yeah. So I carry, I carry my suitcase yeah. and my backpack, and then I have that bag full of. I call it my podcast bag. Fair and enough. I carry my I got, podcast bag. Yeah. Yeah, I got a backpack that's the same thing. It's a camera bag. Yeah. 
I carry yeah. it with me everywhere. And uh, even if I don't, even if I'm leaving camp for a day, yeah. right? If I'm going somewhere else, like, and I don't know if I'll be back that night, and I don't even have a podcast planned, I I carry it with me because you never know when a spontaneous podcast will just erupt. Fair enough. Yeah, man. I've had them where it's like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. Why? Podcast? I'm free in 20 minutes. I'm this one. Minutes. Let's go. This one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this one was like two hours, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, still, though, quite spontaneous. Yeah. Chase Barber was 20 minutes. You know who Chase is. You, I do. Yeah. I've, I've followed Chase, Chase for like, a long time. And I yeah. love the Edison crew. Like, I oh, think what yeah. they're doing is the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. They're doing pickups now. Yeah, fuck the pickups. I'm talking just like the big trucks, the vocational trucks. I think that's just yeah. the raddest idea ever. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it makes so much logical sense. I don't know why no one's thought of it before. They probably have. They just didn't have Chase Barber with Chase Barber's brains. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Or, A couple loggers the money. ABC can figure out how to make just the most badass vocational truck around hell yeah man you know i met i met first met chase when him and jordan asked me to come on their podcast right this was two years ago you know they asked me to come on their podcast let's rewind for a second because they also asked me to be on their podcast i'm friends with them on snapchat yep same we talked like you know like originally like they added you to snapchat you guys talk on snapchat and then kind of like this situation happened and i just couldn't commit yeah and uh it never it never happened but that's one i'd like to do as well you gotta get on their podcast their podcast is a lot of fun i've been on it twice now um you know we've had a lot of this a lot of similar uh guests the podcasts are very similar you know they mine mine's a lot longer there's there's don't go that long sometimes um but you know um i've have had them on and you know, uh, amazing people. So they asked me to come on their podcast, been on it twice. Then we exchanged phone numbers. I text Chase quite often. Um, I, we talk, you know, we yada, yada, yada. And I, I love Chase, Chase is amazing. And I'm glad that, you know, I, I've been here for the ride since long before he even hit a million, million followers Yeah. since, you know, since the, he hit that real stride of growth. and. And you know that's that's amazing. You know I'm I'm happy to be on I, I'll be a cheerleader. Yeah, totally. He's yeah. a group hug in the showers tonight. He's a just a genius. I think he's he's a fucking complete genius, man. He was yeah. on this ep- uh, podcast. He was like shit, dude. I think he was like in the late twenties. I want to say late twenties. He was on this podcast, maybe episode 29. Cause I think he was on just before we did the, the blue collar females in uh, August. And so, Oh, well, uh, yeah. Um, actually last... I know Mo when yeah, you Mo. did Mo's, I, I know her. She nice. followed Mo's, me. Mo's a jam. She followed me like a long time. I think like when I was still doing TikToks. Yeah. And I ended up going to Edmonton a few times and, ended up hanging out with her and her friends and stuff like that. And it's been super cool. Mo's but, a gem. Yeah. Yeah. I love Mo. Uh, man, I've, this podcast has allowed me to, um, 
meet, interact, get to know, and become good friends with a lot of a lot of cool people, man. A lot of cool yeah. people and a lot of a lot of people within my niche. Not a lot of blue collar people in general. You know, my I, I I don't know what my niche would be. Would it be blue collar or oil field? Would I be technically in the blue collar niche and then in the sub niche of of oil field? I don't know how that would work. I don't even know like even what I'm in. Like, I mean, I oh, definitely, definitely like trucker, but like, aside from that, like, it's hard to put a label on because a lot of my things are, there's blue collar things, there's just life things, there's dad things. And now I've really like, now that I've been home more, like I've really embraced cooking. And yeah. that's like my next thing is like, I want to start a TikTok page or an Instagram page or something just dedicated to what I cook. I did that on the road. Um, when I go on the road crew, I have an air fryer and uh, I have a series on TikTok <clears throat> called um, Cooking with Dick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I use the air fryer, but the cat's out of the bag on that one already because my wife gives me all the instructions I'll, I'll be on the phone with her i'll be like okay what do i do she oh, tells really? me i hang up with her I, I i i film my piece i call her back and then i i film my piece i call her back and that we do that for the whole fucking video every day oh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucking it's great <laughs> i just enjoy cooking like i find it such a like almost like a therapy release yeah, I ate so much shitty food on the road for two weeks. There's only so many truck stop chicken wings and dry rib bites that the human body can withstand. And yeah. like, I'm pretty sure right now, if you were to chop my arm off and I bleed out, it'd be 90% Red Bull and truck stop chicken wings. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it fuels me. But like, when I come home, I enjoy the process of just going to the kitchen and cooking Good i'm sure like the food. food the the food the food thing on the road you know like um i was gonna ask you about that actually like when you when you're a trucker on the road and and, and you're eating that kind of shitty food and you're alone and shit like that that's got a way on your mental health too right big time big time yeah. the fact that you're like in that truck for 15 hours a day <laughs> according to the dot handbook 15 hours a day so there's only like so much that you're alone that whole time your mental health is dwindles fast if you don't have positive thoughts and yeah that's why i spend a lot of time like talking to my family and talking to friends and things like that i'll call people at two o'clock in the morning just so i could hear a voice because it gets lonely on the road man and then, not, sure then like, trying to stay healthy by eating. Like, yeah, a lot of guys you see have air fryers in their trucks and toaster ovens and things like that. But they're also in their trucks all the time. And I spend two weeks in my truck and then I leave for a week and things like that. And a lot of the time, I just don't want to cook in my truck. I enjoy the fact that for that hour, I can get out of my truck, I can go into a restaurant and 
even if I don't speak to a single person, there's just people around me. I could watch a football game or a hockey game on the TV and it's just other voices other than your own. And I take complete solace in that. And people, my mom always asks me, she's like, you know, are you eating well on the road and things like that? And friends are like, you know, how do you cook? And the, the easy answer to that is, is I don't. I, I eat in a restaurant and I make sure I plan my stops around like when I can eat and get fuel. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you on a logbook now? Or like I've, I've always ran an electronic logbook since the day that they became mandated in here. Yeah. Unfortunately. What, what are your thoughts? Oh, there, there you go. What, what, what do you think of them? And like, uh, do you think they're worse or better? Uh, honestly, I think the idea behind it is great. But at the same time, I also think that we're all grown ass men and women. And if we don't know when to pull over because we're tired, like if you're tired, pull over. And that yeah. goes even, even with the law, even with the ELD, if you're tired, pull over. Like no one's going to get pissy at you over a deadline that even because you've been up for 15 hours and the roads have been shitty and you just physically can't do it, I'm pretty sure the consultant or whoever would just be happy to know that whatever commodity you have on your trailer will get there safe, even yeah. if it's three hours late. Right? Yeah, 100%. And, and the guy driving it also made it home. Yeah, but there yeah. is room for improvement because I think the ELD thing, it works great. If you're trucking down the Trans-Canada Highway, it doesn't take into account that a lot of us don't. And a lot of us aren't on highway drivers. A lot of us spend a lot of our time in the bush. And we might go into the bush at three o'clock in the morning and come out at four o'clock in the afternoon. But we also might've sat on that lease for five hours doing yeah. absolutely nothing. And then the fact that I put my truck into drive for 30 seconds to cross the lease because a water truck pulls up beside me and needs to get to the tank behind me. And then it kicks it back in and all of a sudden I'm lost time again. Like, well, no, I think if you don't, that go, doesn't count go, work well. And yeah. you truck down the highway, there's rest stops everywhere down the trans Canada highway. Isn't it? But if go, you go under 10 kilometers an hour, it won't register it. Your truck goes under 10 kilometers an hour? Yeah. If, if you drive it under 10 kilometers on lease, if you need to move out of the way for that water truck and you crawl out of the way, it won't register. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you go, like, I I don't have that in me. The guy tells <laughs> me to move. I put it in the big hole and let the cat eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, I don't know. I The infrastructure here where we live isn't capable of handling the ELD. There's not enough yeah. truck stops and the truck stops we do have are completely under service. There's no restaurants in them. There's no toilet in a lot of them. It's just like 
a 30 foot pull out on the side of the road with absolutely nothing. And yeah. to convince a guy to be like, all right, you know, I got an hour left in my logbook. It's going to get me to between A and B, right? As an example, I'm going to get to that midpoint. I'm going to run out and I do it quite often. And I know it's not a hidden thing. You know, you get to that point and you're like, fuck this. I'm not sitting here. And you just log out completely out of the truck. You drive your hour and a half. And when it comes back, it'll pop up. It'll go, you know, do you accept or reject this? And you reject it. And you know that when you go into the DOT side of it, it'll say this trip is rejected. But what are you going to tell the guy? You're like, I'm in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Why am I going to stay here for the next eight hours before I can move my truck? And there's absolutely nothing around me. I can't get out. I can't go to the bathroom. I can't go eat. I can't do anything. I'm just stuck here. Is that better for me to rest here in this spot? Or is it, or am I going to get more of a rest if I truck illegally an hour down the road to where I have to be? And I could have, you know, go get a coffee. I could go speak to people and I could get out of that. What's what health is, is more important. The immediate health of, you know, the logbook saying, this is what you have to do. And I'm going to, they, they're going to trust that I'm just going to go to sleep. Or is it better as a whole health that I could drive an hour down the road and I could live a normal human life? Right. That's a fair point. So that's yeah, my that's idea. Behind it. Chase Barber was telling me about it. He's like, he's like, I think it's, it's counterproductive and more dangerous because now you got drivers racing the clock, right? They're like, well, you know, now, you know, oh shit, I only have two hours left. Now I'm going to speed. So like what you just said, so I can get somewhere where I'm going to be yeah. more comfortable. There yeah. is, I don't care what anyone says. There is not a grown man on this earth that sees a clock counting down and is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to take my time. Any grown man sees a clock counting down and they're going to be like, my foot's to the fucking floor. And I'm going to see how far I can get before that clock runs out. Challenge accepted. Yeah, that's exactly it. It comes into one of those things. It's like challenge accepted. And that's yep. how, unfortunately, a lot of people work. And at times I do the same thing. I'm, I'm not saying that like I'm like some angel that, you know, lives and dies by the logbook. Sometimes I put my foot to the floor and I'm like, fuck this. I don't care. I'm going to get home. I'm not going to take a reset in Poos Koopy. Like, that's right, I'm going right to drive, <laughs> I'm going to try drive the extra 45 minutes and hope I don't get pulled over in hopes that I could actually make it home and take my 36 hours at home with my family and my kid and not be in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Why the fuck would I want to fucking sleep in Poos Koopy when there's only 45 minutes to home? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. I'm I a, get that. I'm a big believer in that. And I will forever. I'll never not change that stance and that opinion is we just need to be grown ass men and women about it. And we don't, shouldn't have to be fighting a computer all the time. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I a hundred percent. I agree with you. I'm right there. Uh, yeah. As a swamper, I'm not bound by a logbook. So 
Uh, when, when, when the driver is, uh, timed out, if he's getting switched out a lot of the time, it's like, Hey, Swamper, you're staying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, mind. And you don't even have a sleeper in that thing either. Like you guys got to cuddle up like a couple of weirdos. Um, we got a, we got a, we got a sleeper. Do you guys have that thing? Yeah, man. And, and back trucks. Fuck yeah. Oh. You see, a lot of them don't. A lot of them have that little stand-up shower cubby thing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we have a sleeper, and then, yeah, there's uh, the wash cabinet, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you guys could cuddle uh, and take a shower after. Yeah, there you go. The, uh, the, the driver likes to go sleep in the bunk, and I lay across the seats. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, or I or I found a com- I I don't mind. I'm short. I I just I can fall asleep in that seat, no problem. I can like assume the fetal position and like, you know, just yeah, it's all good, man. And I'm good to go. I can sleep anywhere. That's what I I'm a good swamper because I can sleep anywhere. Yeah. I've had some yeah. of the best sleeps ever in a in the back of my truck. Yep. Yep. Well, hey, last week the driver um so he says to me, he's like, hey, you can you do me a favor? And I'm like, depends on what you're willing to trade for it. He's like, you do me this favor, you can have the bunk. And I'm like, done, right? Fucking, I went out, I did everything I had to do, and I got her done, and I got back to it. He's like, hey, man, he's like, yeah, we're, we're not needed for, like, the next few hours here. He's like, uh, crawl in the bunk, and you, you, you do your thing. It was, like, the middle of the night. So I was like, damn. You're, you're damn straight, buddy. I took full advantage of it. Yeah. I stretched how out you, across the bunk. How did you like find your way into the oil patch? Did you, like, were you from Alberta and, like, you kind of, like, that's just the way you were born into it kind of thing? Like, or did, are you yeah. from elsewhere and you kind of, you moved here for it? I'm from Ontario originally. Okay. And uh, I moved out to B.C., a long time ago and uh we were in bc for a couple months and we found our way to saskatoon and when i was in saskatoon i was working in uh leon's furniture warehouse in okay house there and for 13 bucks an hour and i was gonna max out at 14 right and and i'm like i didn't move out here just to make 14 bucks an hour yeah. so um i'm working in the warehouse and i'm searching for other things and uh, I knew I wanted to get into the oil field, but I had no idea. I had no idea how to do it. Didn't know anybody. And then um, this guy comes into where the Leon's one day, and he's working there now. He's working on one of the one of the delivery trucks, and he had just come from the rigs. The rigs slowed down. He got laid off, and <clears throat> we got to talking. And he's like, "Well, first of all, you need to get your H2S and your first aid." So I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I'm, I, I I looked into it, and within a month I had booked my H2S and I had gotten my H2S and my first aid. And I did that. And he's like, he's like, it was nice knowing you, buddy. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you got your H2S now. He's like, you're, you're off to the races. You're not going to work here no more. And I'm like, all right, all right. So I needed a push. I was the only full-time employee there. They were all at Leon's uh, in the warehouse. They were all starting to be like students, part-time students. Yeah. And, um, and uh, they were looking for any any reason to get rid of me so they could bring in another part-time student because I was costing them too much money, right? And 
I remember my my one boss. He said to me, "Where do you where do you see yourself in the next five years?" And I'm like, "Making a lot Not more here. money than I am now, <laughs> right?" And and he's like, "All right, I can see that in you, right?" So he um, I, I I got out of there, and 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 they found any reason to get rid of me. And I don't want to talk about the reason they found because like it didn't happen, and I was pissed. I walked down the side of the highway like. I was an hour and a half walk from home. I got home in 45 minutes. I was pissed and it was cold out. And, uh, but that ended up being what I needed. Yeah. And so I, I applied for a job and within, well, I, man, I want to say within a week or two, you know, I was, I was on my way to Peace River. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they picked, they picked me up and we were on our way to Peace River. And while I was in Peace River, I didn't like what I was doing. And so I, I, I was applying for other jobs. And um, I ended up coming across this guy who worked in Grand Prairie. And uh, he had a gravel crusher. Okay. And he worked for Praxis Earthworks. I don't know if you have heard, Praxis, uh, heard of Praxis or not, but they were no. big around GP. They were big around GP. So I applied. And... Uh, He's like, can you be here tomorrow? I'm like, man, I don't have wheels. And like, I'm, I'm in Peace River right now. He's like, yeah. stay where you are. He's like, I'll have someone come get you. I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. The next morning. See you in an hour. Next, yeah, the next morning they were there get, picking me up. And I just fucked off. I left. I told them, I'm like, you know, uh, this isn't for me. Um, I, someone's going to come pick me up. You know, like I, need, I, I, I can't be here. And he was cool yeah. with that. He's like, I get it. I get it. So picked me up, took me to GP and, and that's when I started making good money. And, you know, I was, I was one of the lowest paid guys on the crew. And I think my, my, my take home for a whole month, um, I, I, I took home 12 grand. Okay. I'd never seen money like that in my entire life. Yeah. And I was hooked. I was hooked. Right. Uh, before my first paycheck, one of my coworkers said to me, uh, I said, I said, man, I, I gotta, I gotta buy my wife flowers to say sorry for being gone. You know, like, sorry, I'm away. That was hard. It was hard on both of us. Totally. And, um, yeah. And, um, he's like, he looks at me and I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. He looks at me. He's like, why would you buy her flowers? I'm like, for, for, to say, sorry, I'm gone. You know, I need, I need a good act, nice act of gesture, uh, nice gesture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and he's like, dude, why don't you buy her a car? You know, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? And I hadn't, I didn't know how much my paycheck was yet. There was no way to check online. You couldn't check your pay yeah. stub online to see how much it was going to be. And uh, I had no idea what he meant. And then my, my, the money hit my bank account on Friday morning. And I, I looked, my wife, my wife told me, or I looked, I can't remember. And uh, I bought her a car. You know, <laughs> like I, I was blown away. I was blown away, but I knew right then and there that if I don't like this job, I'm going to find, I just found 6,000 reasons why to like this job. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And (laughs) I ended up liking it. I ended up really liking it. And uh, I was there for eight, eight or nine months. I was there for my first gig, man. And I met some amazing people. You know, I met a guy who, you know, I, as a young kid who didn't know much about being away or the oil field, um, I had a guy who uh, would take me out to dinner every night. He would buy me my dinner. And he's like, you're a young kid. He's like, you got, you're just your first crack at it. He's like, you save your money, man. I got you. 
And yeah. I didn't want him to do it, but he he did it. And I'm cheap, so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. You know, oil field and, dad, right? Oil field dad. Yes, exactly, buddy. Exactly. He everybody every young kid needs to find an older guy on the yeah. crew that they 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 mesh with. He ended up. Uh, I went home on days off, and uh, he ended up getting hit and killed by a drunk driver while he was away from his wife and kids after Christmas. And uh, he died. He died. Sad, sad day. That guy was a solid dude. And, you know, um, but I was in the air coming back to work because I lived in Saskatoon at the time. And I was in the air. I flew back to work. I started that job taking greyhounds back and forth. And uh, I ended up flying near the end. Right. I'm like making that money. Yeah. out, Right. <laughs> I'm flying. Fuck this. And I was in the air. I land in Calgary and the boss, my, my boss, uh, he, he went to bat for me a lot, you know, a young guy. I, I fucked up a lot. Right. You yeah. Know, I had to learn and he, he went to bat for me a lot. You know, he, he was always, he's like, Hey guys, he's young, you know, he's 19 or 20 or some shit at the time. And he's young. And yeah. I, I was there. I like work ethic wise. I was there. I I'd do anything. Was it safe? No um was that did i have a big mouth absolutely i'd fucking melt you off i didn't care who you were and um so um i was in the air and i when i landed in calgary uh, i got a text saying he quit the one guy who was on my side quit yeah and i was like shit and then um i i get back in the air land in edmonton they're like you're working nights tonight and when you get to grand Prairie, you, you got to drive up to fairview and i didn't sleep all the night before that was my very first night shift man what a what a fucking disaster that was <laughs> i uh I, I was in the i was in the skid steer i was in the skid steer i learned to become a man that night i was in the skid steer and i i won't i i must have fallen asleep at some point uh i i, I came to and I was moving the belt. I pushed the fucking belt of the of the plant like ten feet that way, and the and the gravel was piling up on the ground, right? So I, I I took the the rake that was on the end of it. I flattened out the mess I had made, and I moved the belt back before anyone had noticed. Yeah, right. And I, nobody had noticed. It was good. It was great. And then I was out shoveling some shit out from behind one of the belts. And the guys were bombing around in the loaders and shit. And in the morning, the one guy came up to me. He's like, man, how big of a mess was that? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you were there for like three hours. I fell asleep on my knees. It was minus 50 out. <laughs> and I got my gear on and I fell asleep behind the fucking thing. And I'm just like on my knees cleaning all. I didn't know. And they knew. They saw it. They had been. They watched it all. Disaster. They watched it all. They thought it was funny, man. Um after i after that shift i went back to my room i only slept for four hours but it yeah. was the best fucking sleep of my life that's such an epic story though like yeah yeah and it yeah. always happens like something terrible goes wrong you think you're absolutely alone no one can see and it's just like one person will walk up to you after you've cleaned everything up or fixed whatever it was yeah. and they're like i saw that whole thing go down and I'm like they watched you couldn't they have watched, said something you couldn't have come to help like they watched the belt thing they saw they saw the belt thing afterwards they were tell, telling me about it but he's like yeah man he's like i knew you had it he's like i knew awesome. what had happened i knew what had happened and back then safety wasn't a big thing right they yeah you know oh he fell asleep in the equipment in the middle of the night you know like that's a big fucking deal now right and right and like right that's a big fucking deal now and so 
Um, he's like, I, I noticed it happening. He's like, I watched the skid steer stop. I saw you get out. I saw, I, he's like, I, I saw, I, I, he's like, I couldn't see it or hear it, but I knew what you were saying. You were screaming fuck like a hundred times. And I was, and, uh, he's <laughs> like, I watched you, I watched you flatten everything out, move it back by yourself. And, and then I, he's like, I watched you get out and look around too. He's like, <laughs> fuck, man. You, you fixed it. It's all good. Don't worry about it. And, uh, I worked there for like eight months, man. I got my buddy a job on there and, uh, this back when Showgirls was around, he spent fifteen hundred dollars a week in there for like Showgirl. fucking. Is that in Fort Mac? No, that was it's Diamonds now. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before no, man, that was time. that was good. Before yeah, my then, time in then, Grand Prairie. What's that? That's long before my time in Grand Prairie. Oh, dude, this was. Fuck! What year was this? It was probably twenty eleven. Okay, yeah. I moved to Grand Prairie in 2015. Okay, okay. 2014. Yeah, after after I left that job, I, I, I went to Fort Mac. I went to Fort Mac. I did a stint in Fort Mac for like, fuck, two, two years, three years? That's not a stint. A stint <laughs> is like you went there for like two or three weeks, left, and never <laughs> came back. You basically moved to Fort Mac for two years. <laughs> I, I wasted away in Fort Mac behind all the red tape and safety regulations. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. And then I went screw piling for a while. And then, um, oh, shit. Where did I go after the screw piling thing? I think I went back to Ontario for just a tiny, tiny little bit. Yeah. And then we came back out, went to Edmonton. We went moved to Edmonton. And that's... Um, I, I got a job. I, I worked at a lot of jobs around Edmonton. I tried to stay home for a little bit. I tried to work around town and be at home, but found that I was so used to being forced to go to work that the first time it was beautiful outside, I called in sick. And <laughs> if it got beautiful again, I was calling in sick again. And yeah. then, you know, I wanted to hang out with my wife. Right. Yeah, totally. And then I quickly, quickly realized it's not the money that kept me from working in town it's it's the strict schedule and 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 shit like that that forces me to go to work that makes yeah. me that that makes me like you know get up and go and um yeah after that i went and worked at frack shack for a while i did a little little frack okay. shack stint in there it was like eight months at frack shack tried to get the yeah. fuck out of there the whole time uh in between all that every summer i'd work on the road crew so i've been yeah. there for almost 10 years and then um i met I met a guy on site at Frack Shack. Uh, when I was with Frack Shack, I met a guy on site that worked for the VAC company here. Yeah. And uh, I was networking at the time. I was trying to get the fuck out of there. So I was asking everybody what they do. I almost went wirelining. Um, oh, and then, and then they good choice on not and... making doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I, I, um, I met Wayne, his name's Wayne. And he said, yeah, man, we're always hiring. We're always busy. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I made that phone call and it took me three months to make the jump. But I, yeah. once I made the jump, I've been here ever since five years. That's crazy. It's yeah, a long time to be at a company nowadays. Like a lot of people I find are like, they come and go and, you know, yeah. as the wind blows, so will they, right? Like, you know, yeah, people absolutely. jump at a dollar to go somewhere else thinking the grass is greener somewhere else, not taking into account that 
you know, put a little water in that that field you're in and it'll turn to grass yeah. eventually. Yeah, man. Yep, absolutely. And the grass is usually greener on the other side because it's fertilized with bullshit. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so, you know, I'm very loyal to a fault, right? Like, do I want to work here for the last five years? No, yeah. but I'm loyal to a fault, right? And um, also, I'm a very big believer in stay with the one that brought you. Yeah. You know, uh, because um, minus the exception with the fucking frack shack. Fuck that place. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but from the bottom but, uh, of my heart, I mean it. <laughs> from, hey, I mean, dude, the nickname is Nap Shack. So, you know, like, <laughs> honestly, if I had been making TikToks while working there, fuck, I would have blown right up. That's all I would have had time for. So... Also, um, though, if you were still there making TikToks, you probably still wouldn't be there. I would have got fired from that job yeah. for making TikToks. Oh, 100%. They didn't want that shit. Um, but uh, no, man, you know, five years here and stay with the one who brought you. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. times slow down, who do you think they're going to get rid of first? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to get rid of new guy in. New guy in first. Get the hell out of here. The um, new guy so, and the loud guy. Those are the first guys to go. Shit. I guess I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I've man. always been the loud guy, too. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what, though? But things have been slow here. You know, I've been here through dark times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I stuck through here. You know, when times were bad, I've stayed right here. I wouldn't. I should have left. I stayed. And, yeah. you know, I've seen a lot of guys come and go. You know, and uh, there's a core group of guys here that have been here for a long time. A lot of them have been here for a decade, some of them, you know, and it's like, fuck, yeah, man. Like, yeah. you know, you know, when when a new guy comes in and all the old guys that have been there forever, they take a look at someone, they spend 10 minutes with them, listen to them talk, be like, yeah, that guy's not making it. He's not standing. They know exactly how it is. Like... We know. We know. We're going to chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't leave, we'll find a way to get rid of you. <laughs> One way or another, in a month and a half, you won't be here. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Some guy came for orientation. He did orientation, didn't make it out to site, and he's like, this ain't for me, and he left. I remember my first job in the oil patch was with a hydrovac company. And I remember I got into the truck with the guy, and the guy asked me something. That we won't talk about. <laughs> He's like, do you smoke this? I'm like, no. He's like, well, I do. I'm like, okay. And we drove to site. And I called the supervisor. And I'm like, you need to come get me. He's like, why? I'm like, because I quit. And he's like, really? I'm like, yep. He's like, well, I can't come get you. I'm like, well, I still quit. And I'm not coming home with the guy. And I remember I fucking took a call to buddy. He came and picked me up off the off of the um the Canfor Road. Yeah. Like just before the Gold Creek Road. That's where he picked me up. And uh, I never went back for the company. Never went back for the paycheck. Never went back for nothing. It was a bat company. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, well, around <laughs> GP, shit. There could only be. A thousand. Yeah, that's that's not name. I'm not gonna start naming them, man. You know what I mean? Uh, everyone listens. It's a yeah, big so industry, small community. It was so. it was one of those things, and and I then I went to Fort Mac, and I worked there for 
eight months on a tank farm project. And then I came back here and I just went trucking. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went pretty rocket. Yeah, to a sense. I, uh, I've been with, well, I mean, I've been with any time now for, this is my third time with them. <laughs> and, but I've, I've always left on like good terms and always been like, you know, if I can help you guys in any way, like, let me know. And every time I've needed work or I've taken a job elsewhere and realized that, you know, the grass isn't greener on the other side, I've always given them a phone call back and been like, you know, I want to come back. And Hell I've yeah. been given that opportunity to come back, which I'm extremely grateful for. That's hell yeah, man. And I won't go anywhere else. Like well, I, I where I'm at is home now. Times. Yeah. I've been offered a couple different jobs from different back companies. Yeah. And one I almost, I almost took because it was fertilized with bullshit. And yeah. uh, I almost took, he made it sound real good. And he, he wanted me to make content for him, which was cool, man. You know, like where I was going with this, you know, um, that was appealing. Right. I was like, yeah. damn, all right. And, and I, I just couldn't just up and leave though. And I had made the commitment to the road crew for the summer and he kept trying to make me leave. And he's like, Hey, what? He kept sweetening the pot, sweetening the pot. Right. And every time I turned around, it was a new and better opportunity. And right. he's, and he may have sweetened it too much because he scared the shit out of me. And it was what, what happened. And then my, my boss here got wind of it. And then, you know, when I was, when I called him to tell him I was done on the road and I was coming back, he's like, I heard you were going here. And I'm like, that was an opportunity. But like, if I'm going to leave this company, I'm not leaving it for another VAC company. Yeah. Right. When I'm, when I leave this company, I'm done with the VAC industry. I'm out. Yeah. Right. Like this is, this is it for me, you know? And uh, my boss has been amazing. My, yeah. for, for me, you know, he's allowed me to make the content. He's allowed for the content to keep going. At this point now, they can't stop that train. They, yeah. uh, I, I, I'd quit. I make almost as much money on the internet as I do at work now. Yeah. So it's, I, I would quit. And you know, there's lots of places up there that would allow for me to make the content now. So, um, but this is this is where I want to be, right? And and yeah. that might also play a reason into why I don't want to get my class one or three is, you know, eventually I do want to leave here, right? Class yeah. one or three would make this permanent full-time, right? Yeah. 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 You don't even have your three? I thought you had your mm -hmm. three. I don't have my three. I'm going to go, I might, I might get my three, but we'll see. Honestly, like, I don't know. I can't imagine going through the hoops now to get a license versus like when I got a license. Like yeah, the fact, expensive now. the cost barrier alone, that like for however long up until they changed all these rules, like a, anyone can be a truck driver. Anyone that had the grit to be one could be one. Now there's like a, a serious financial barrier to it that, People are just like, you know, if I'm going to spend $10,000 on something, like I could go spend $10,000 and be anything I want, really. Well, yep. to an extent, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. But like, it's not, you know, the cheap trade to get into anymore where you can make cash. Now it's, you got to seriously commit to it. Yeah. It's like going and be, it's like going to college and dropping money on tuition to get yeah. in, right? Yeah. Well, it's exactly it. Cause you could go to grant the college here. Was it Northwestern Polytechnic? They have, you do class one training through them. Yeah. If I want to, I can I can do it, and they would pay for it here. Yeah, well, that's right? that's like really company, awesome. They do that. Yeah, they have like I think it's called the TAC program or something like that. That they would, they they pay for it, and I I just have to stay for a year after I get my license, and yeah. uh, and or they would take it back. But I don't get how they would take the money back because honestly, it'd be like. Well, I'm going on days <laughs> off now and then just stay home for a whole pay period. Yeah, leave, were they going to send you an invoice? You send me that invoice. I'm my, I'll have my people contact your people. Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, man, I don't want to keep it too long. It's getting pretty late. Um, it is. You know, you got to work sir. tomorrow. Um, I do. I do. Um, I have, you know, one question I like to usually ask to wrap the podcast up and, and, you know, just send her, send her home with. Absolutely. So, you know, um, Mount Rushmore has four of the most influential people in North American history on there. Um, If you have American history, not North American history. I I do that all the fucking time. Well, depends on who you ask. Um, So American history, if you had your own, own Mount Rushmore with four people that you look up to, inspire to be, and and and, and that inspire you. Uh, who would they be and why? Who would be up there? They could be dead, alive, real, not real. You could be yourself. It doesn't matter. Hmm. My dad. My dad, because he was a truck driver for years growing up. And I remember as a kid that was my first taste of being in a little bit. And at the time I really took it for granted as a, as a kid and even all through like my teenage years and things like that. Like I never wanted to be a truck driver originally. And every time that he'd bring it up to me, I'd like instantly turn my nose to it and I'd make it seem like it was a shitty job for, shitty people kind of thing and it took me growing up to real and joining the industry to really understand that like everything that he did for us as kids for me and my brother was because of it like he sacrificed so much to be away working for the bats when we when i was very very little like i'm talking before i was born and like that one age like he was away working for the bats and then he went pipelining and I remember us moving like to all the areas we went we went Fernie and Cranbrook and all these different places with him on down the line and he low bedded and he did everything for us no matter the hours that he worked or anything like that he was always like there and present in the most literal sense that you could possibly think of he was there for us and so Definitely he would be on there because I wouldn't drive right now if it wasn't for him. Um, the other one, my boss, Delmer. 
because he literally taught me everything that I know in this industry. It wouldn't be without him. And he's become one of my best friends and like literally like that oil field dad that I could talk to about anything, anytime I know he's there. Um, two more? Yeah. Man, you've got some good ones here. This is good. Two more. Okay. I wanted to say someone cool that like everyone knows, but like, I don't, I don't think like that. Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think just the conversations that he'd have and like in a conversation would be absolutely epic. And it's for no other reason. Like, it's not like a motivational source to me or like someone I want to be like. Like, I'm not in the same industry as him or anything like that. I just think he's rad as hell. And he's just got so many different opinions on everything. Yeah. That like, he's just like an influential human being that entertains and also like he's just there all the time. Two things that Donald Trump said during his presidency that made me laugh like the dude's funny as fuck whether it's intentionally or unintentionally like the dude's yeah. funny and i think there's some intention there but he said you know if we just stopped testing for covid the numbers wouldn't be so high right <laughs> it's just like the dude's like, got a fucking point like the pure fucking logic like right? logic based answers <laughs> i love it don't sugarcoat it like that's the way it is yeah, okay. shit. And my fourth one would be, can I just have like three people on a fucking mountain? Like, why do I need a fourth? Who, yeah. who, who hey. decided that Mount Rushmore needed four? Uh, whoever chiseled the rock. I don't know. So I got, I got three. I got my dad, my grandfather. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> so he did say one of my other favorite sound bites of his. It was right after like a hurricane. And he's like, you know, from a water standpoint, this is one of the wettest hurricanes. Wait, no, and, that that is four. I literally have four. Donald Trump, my dad, my grandfather, and my boss. Oh, so the yeah. only one yeah, that I that... haven't spoken about would be my grandfather. Yeah, yeah. You never spoke about your grandpappy. Yeah, oh, Diela. I'm Russian, so Diela. But Diela uh, is uh, is my dad's dad, and he was just a really cool old Dukabor man, and he did construction all his life. Uh, built so so where I grew up in BC, it's just dams there's down the kootenai river and the columbia river there's dams everywhere and at that time they were all the wc built. bennett dam no i'm talking like brilliant the brilliant dam the arrow lake dam and all okay, the other okay. ones up kootenai lake okay so because so, i grew up in southern bc so he and then i remember as i got older he drove city bus like he around that retirement age, like drove city bus just to do something. 
And he was always had stories and just his mannerisms in general and the things that he says. And I catch them now as I get older. I say them like instead of cheers, I say Bing. I don't know Bing. why. I don't know why Diela used to say it. But every time he used to cheers, he'd say Bing. And I now instinctively do it as well. And I, so, I mean, that's one of the things that I'd want to ask him if I ever had a chance to speak to him again. Like, I'd, I'd want to know why he says Bing. But he was very influential, I know, on my dad to becoming a truck driver. And I know that if he had a chance to see what I do now and the things I move and stuff like that, that he'd be pretty stoked about it. So, Hell I just yeah. wish I He's probably got to share like that a... with him. He's probably got like a post Thomas, like stiffy. Yeah. He's so, watching I mean, yeah. So that's my four. I got two family members, my boss, and Donald Trump. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Uh, he's like <laughs> a third soundbite from Trump that made me laugh. And I use it quite a bit, and especially when I'm talking about Winnipeg. Um, he's like, you know. 80% of Chicagoans are already dead. 80% of people from Chicago are already dead. It's like, what? What? Like, who says things like that? Donald oh, Trump. shit, dude. Donald Trump. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, I'm pretty sure 80% of people in Winnipeg are already dead, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Canada's version, right? Holy shit. So, um, I'm part of the Dirty Hands Clean Money chat there on Instagram. And a bunch of them are from California. And they were talking the other day. And they're like, uh, they're like, it's awfully quiet in here. I think us Californians scared the rest of them. And I chimed in. I'm like, buddy, I'm, I, I'm from a place where, like, Winnipeg exists. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not afraid of California. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've got Winnipeg. So, nice try. <laughs> Have you been through downtown Edmonton lately? Because I live survived that. I'm not afraid of California. I live downtown Edmonton. Oh. Yeah. I live in the north side of Edmonton. I live, like, 10 minutes from downtown, man. It's fucking horrible. It it's, is sad. It's, it's sad a crazy place right now. Did you know that they've started lacing things uh, other than with, with the fentanyl, but like they've started lacing things with shit that's like um, um, that naloxone resistant. Really? Yeah, you can, you can't, it, you can naloxone them or whatever it's called, the fucking, um, whatchamacallit. Yeah. You can, I you thought can the shoot. I thought the Naxalone stuff was like the cure all. Like it may not no. save you, but like if there's anything that will, it will be that. Yeah, but no, this this stuff is now naloxone re resistant. So That's terrifying. Yeah, I heard something on another podcast that was they were talking about it. I, I believe it was the Second Act podcast with Gord and um, the, he he was talking about he's like you know when when other users. They're sitting around watching uh, someone overdose, and 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 that person dies. 
they're checking their pockets for that stuff. They want it and not, and it doesn't run through their mind. Like, Oh, that person died. I shouldn't do it. It's like, wow, that must've been really good stuff. I want it. Yeah. And they start checking them for it. Right. Cause that's the mind of an addict, right? The mind of a user, yeah. right? The disease. And so, you know, it's not like, Oh my God, he just died. I need to stay away. It's like, no, he just died. This stuff must've been that good. Wow. Yeah. Right. Like it's crazy. The, the the just the mind of an addict and not only that but like just the inhumanity behind it and what We're dealers right will do to make a dollar like We're you're literally right. preying on the the yeah. weakest of the weak and yeah. you're completely okay with it when you look like, at downtown edmonton and the 10 cities and the addicts we've had this conversation on the podcast already we're all one decision away from being there we're all like Absolutely. One layoff away, one paycheck away. Like, you know, it's the smallest things that can change it. And you talk to like a lot of people and, you know, how did you get here? And, you know, it was laid off for two weeks. Well, shit, that could happen to literally any of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary, man. That is yeah. scary. Yep. The tent cities and shit downtown Edmonton right now. And, like they're real close to my house. Like I've had to remove, I had to move my garbage can into my backyard because they were burning garbage cans to stay warm. That's crazy. And yeah, man. And they were in my back alleyway. They were living in between garages and shit. And I got kids, man. And like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make my kids fear them. Yeah. I'm trying to be like, Hey, like we need to respect these people, but also just, you know, watch yourself you know absolutely yeah i do the same yeah. thing with my son too like we drive through yeah. town and he sees you know something and i'm just like you know it's people are put into unfortunate situations sometimes and this is how yep. that they have to survive unfortunately and yep. Yep. to him like as a child I, it's hard for me to think you know what's going on in his head when he sees things like that because you know, you're young and you're innocent. You see these people that are just living in turmoil and hardship all the time. And, like, it's hard for a child to comprehend why. Yep. Right? Like, it's yep. heartbreaking. It's sad, man. It's sad. And, um, yeah, shout out to the homeless people I saw giving each other uh, uh, flu shots underneath the bridge the other day. Stay winning, kids. <laughs> Pretty sure those weren't flu shots. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna be resistant to something for a little while, but that ain't no flu shot. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh fuck, man. No, it's sad. It's sad. But hey, you know what? Like our and our mayor, our mayor in Edmonton is just absent. Yeah. Like doing absolutely dick all about it, you know? There's what can he do about it? You know, first of all, what can he do about it? But yeah. if there's anything he can do about it, where is he? Yeah. The, and I, I think that's in a lot of cities are like that. Like you don't see the mayor saying much about it. It's one of those things that's like, a, if you don't speak about it, it doesn't actually happen. Even though everyone <laughs> sees it around you. If you yeah. don't speak about it, it, it's not happening. And if we stop testing for COVID, he'll, the numbers will dip. Yeah. 
Exactly. No one's homeless if you don't look at it, right? If you don't yeah, talk exactly. about it, everyone has a house. Hey, man, when the Oilers games go on, they, they move the 10 cities out for Oilers games. Like, they, they kick them out. And then after the game, you know, Connor McDavid and let's say Austin Matthews come walking through downtown to get to the game. They don't see that. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, you know, we're a bunch of millionaires. We're going to play hockey. And, oh, what a nice area. They go inside. They play their game. They come out. They leave. The homeless encampments move back in. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, dude. It's it's sad. I feel really bad for a lot of these people. And I it, gave one you know, bottle of water not long ago. It's not just Edmonton, though. Like, it's everywhere no. right now. Like, yeah. Calgary is the same way. Vancouver. I mean, hell, even Grand Prairie. Like, it's it's literally, it's touching every community. Yeah. And everyone, people want to talk about it, but no one actually wants to do anything about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So. 100%. Buddy. This is this has been a lot of fun. You gotta get to sleep because you gotta go to work tomorrow. Yes, sir. And you gotta get to sleep because you got your boy getting up nice and early. I gotta bake, make bacon and eggers in the morning. Bacon and eggers, buddy. Here we go. I'm on my way. Forty five <laughs> minutes away. I'm gonna stop by. Sounds good, man. Anytime. You're more than welcome. Literally anytime. Come through. Give me a phone call. I'll meet you wherever you are. Um, usually at the Paradise when I when I come to GP. Isn't that like a, wait, I'm not good at school, but I believe there's an English term for that. Is oxymoron? Paradise and Grand Prairie <laughs> in the same word? The Paradise Inn. It's it's no paradise, but it's yeah. definitely an inn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. All right, man. This has been fun. And thanks thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for this No worries. Been, this Let's do it great. again one of these days. Absolutely. Probably in another eight months or so. Sounds good. All right, brother. Hey, hey. Talk to you later. You you stay frosty. You stay frosty. It's cold outside, I heard. (laughs) It's nice. Talk to you later. This song's growing on me, by the way. I'll send it to you. I appreciate it. Go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) 